Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you could join us for the Big Red Bench on this Sunday evening. We have a packed hour of sports coming your way between now and 7 p.m. We're going to get all the reaction from the big doubleheader down in Porky Cueve today as Castlehaven are Crown County champions for the first time in 10 years and Kilnamartra crowned Premier Intermediate Football Champions. We'll hear from both of them and our reporter John O'Shea will be along a little bit later on to talk us through both of those games. We're going to talk to Moy Tyson, Satan, Aideen, The Block, Mullins who won two ISKA world titles last weekend we're going to talk to Republic of Ireland under 21 boss uh, Jim Crawford as uh, the Republic of Ireland under 21 is prepared to return to Turner's Cross and we're going to look back at Cole Ramder's uh, result last night that sees them into face Waterford in the playoff final you're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM Rory O'Higgins here with you until 7pm tonight. Delighted to be joined in studio by Sarah McKenzie Foley, making her Big Red Bench presenting debut. Very exciting times. The grand girl, the grand. (laughs) So Sarah's going to be here uh, alongside me for the next hour talking all things sport. We are going to kick off the show with that uh, fantastic win for Castlehaven. First though, Sarah's going to get us right up to date with everything that happened today. Thanks, Rory. So we're starting with GA and the Bon Secours Premier Senior Football Championship final took place today with Nemo Rangers and Castlehaven going head-to-head in Parky Cueve. And Castlehaven were looking for their sixth title and first since 2013, while Nemo were on the hunt for title number 24 as well as back-to-back titles. But it was Castlehaven who emerged triumphant in the end, winning by 11 points to nine. Meanwhile, Kilnamartar won the Premier Intermediate Football Championship title today, overcoming Bantry Blues by a single point which means that they'll be playing senior A football in 2024 and reaction to both of those games is on the way shortly in the Monster Senior Ladies Football semi-final Moran Abbey were up against the Banner Ladies in Cusack Park in Ennis and just like the PIFC final this game was won by the finest of margins and it was the Banner Ladies who came out on top scoring 3 goals and 17 points to Moran Abbey's 4 goals and 13 points so we're going to Championship Football now and the only game of the EFL today saw Sheffield Wednesday take a 2-0 win against Rotherham with both of the goals coming from Michael Smith as we know, the big game of the day in the Premier League was, of course, the Manchester Derby. And City have taken the bragging rights on this occasion. They beat Man United 3-0 and Peter Smith has the full-time report. United 0, City 3. Perfect. A result which well confirms United's worst ever start to a Premier League season. They were second best throughout. Erling Haaland scored City's first two goals, brilliantly firing in a penalty after Hoyland had impeded Rodri in the box. Haaland's second was after the break, a header from short range, following a silver cross. And the Norwegian turn provider for Phil Forden to claim the third goal for City from short range. Condemning United to a fifth defeat in 10 Premier League games. It ended United nil, City 3. And Aston Villa have beaten Luton Town 3 1 this afternoon. Tom Ross has the full time report from Villa Park. Aston Villa 3, Luton 1. A comfortable afternoon for Aston Villa, who stretched their home record to 12 consecutive wins under Unai Emery. The goals came from John McGinn early in the game. A free kick laid back to him by Lunds Louise. Wonderful ability from McGinn. Bottom left hand corner. It was 2 0 on 48 minutes. Musa Diaby, a great strike from him and then 3-2 with an own goal Tom Lockyer after great work by Musa Diaby the Luton goal came it was comedy goal to be perfectly honest the ball was headed back by Concert to his keeper Martinez it went over his head hit the bar hit Martinez on the head and went in the net that summed up Luton's day Aston Villa 3 Luton 1 Meanwhile, Everton took a much-needed and important win away to West Ham in the day's early game, and Guy Swindles has the full-time report here from the London Stadium. West Ham nil, Everton won. Everton thoroughly deserved the three points. They battled the harder of the two teams. They scored a good goal too. Calvert-Lewin's Cruyff turn and then fine finish into the bottom corner. West Ham huffed and puffed, but to be honest, Jordan Pickford didn't really have any meaningful saves to make until the last five minutes or so. The Hammers failed to score at home for the first time in 2023, and they never looked likely to. West Ham nil, Everton won. 
Liverpool recorded a convincing 3-0 win at home to Nottingham Forest today. Those goals coming from Jota, Nunez and Salah. We're going to hear now from Shane Pennington who has the full-time report from Anfield. Liverpool 3, Nottingham Forest 0. There's no Halloween shocks for Liverpool this year as Jurgen Klopp's side dominated this one from start to finish to maintain their 100% star here. Diego Jota fired the house in front and then held up a Luis Diaz shirt in support of his teammates' well-documented family issues. And four minutes later, it was 2 when Darwin Nunes tapped home Dominic Sabozlai's cross. And Mo Salah made it 3 after some horrific Forest defending to become only the third player in Liverpool history to score in the club's opening five home league games. The visitors rarely attacked and only Anthony Alanga's late strike that hit the woodwork threatened Alisson's clean sheet. Liverpool 3, Nottingham Forest 0. Finally for the Premier League, Brighton and Fulham played out a one-all draw and Alan Lewis has the full-time report from the Amex. It's finished. Brighton 1, Fulham 1. A very entertaining game ends with the points shared. Brighton the better of the two sides in the first half and fully deserved their half-time lead. Evan Ferguson putting them one up after 25 minutes. Lewis Dunk almost made it two after the break when his free kick hit the crossbar. But Brighton were made to pay for missed opportunities when João Paulinho equalised on 65 minutes with a wonderfully taken goal. Fulham then had a good spell where they could have scored a second before Brighton piled on the pressure in the closing stages Anthony Robinson had to clear a header off his own goal line for Fulham Juan Anote almost won it for Brighton with the last kick of the game in the end it finished Brighton 1 Fulham 1 There were two games today in the Scottish Premiership with Kilmarnock taking a 2-0 victory against Aberdeen in the first game and full-time in the second tie saw Hearts lose 2-1 to Rangers. Hearts had actually led all the way from the five-minute mark but they conceded two late goals to Rangers who knew that a win today would see them cut Celtic's lead at the top of the table to just five points. Moving on to rugby now and it was only a last gasp try from Thomas Hearn that saved Munster from a loss to Benetton in some very greasy conditions in Italy. Monster had come from a 13-3 down score to finish with a 13-all draw. Yeah, we were watching this today. It wasn't a great performance by Munster win history. The imagination was it, but somehow they got something from the game. As I said when we were watching it, it's one of those classic <laughs> Munster moments where they left it to the dying seconds, but yeah, heart and mouth stuff. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Ulster are the other Irish province in action today in their game against South African visitors, the Vodacom Bulls. It's currently halftime in that game and Ulster are currently leading 14 points to 12 in wider rugby news, Eddie Jones has announced his departure as head coach of the Australian national rugby team after the country's most disappointing World Cup performance of their history. He has suggested, however, that this will not be his last hurrah as he would like to take on one more major co- coaching role. And there have been plenty of rumours linking him to the Japanese position. So I would say watch this space on that one. Nobody's surprised he's leaving Australia. No. How could you stay after that tragedy? (laughs) (laughs) Basketball now and in the misquote.e Super League, the address UCC Glanmire suffered a 14-point loss to Granabarra Credit Union Brunel today. The final score there was 73 points to 87. Meanwhile, DCU Mercy went down by one point to Catalyst Father Matthews and that final score was 59 points to 60. In motorsport, the Mexican Grand Prix takes place today with a surprising Ferrari front row lockout. So we'll be previewing that race for you later on in the show. That's ahead of the lights out, which will be at 8pm. And finally, in snooker, the Northern Ireland Open final is taking place today in Belfast, where world number one Judd Trump is leading Chris Wakelin, currently by six frames to two at the interval. Play resumes there at 7pm. And that's your roundup of today's sport. Back to you, Rory. Thank you very much indeed, Sarah. Right, we are going to start the show down at uh, Parky Cueve, and that's a uh, super win for Castlehaven today, uh, winning the Bonsacourt's Premier Senior Football Championship, beating the Rangers 11 points to nine. Let's hear from Haven's boss, James McCarthy. Hooker by crook. I suppose we're four years on the road uh, with this group. Um, I suppose we, we have grown this group over the, the couple of years. I suppose the youth have come into it and helped us. But look, I'm just so delighted for that group of players. Um, and especially for Mark Collins. Mm. I think, look, I wouldn't be here, I'd say. I, I, we made a bit of a pact, I'd say, myself and Mark that um, I didn't ask him to give up Cork but he came to me and said he was going to give you up Cork and there was nothing in his head on the Winnie County yeah 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 um, 
you see the, how much like, do you really see the scenes on the pitch there like you could see how much it means to Castlehaven the, the club and the area isn't it? yeah look we're no different to any other parish anyone would say but we think we are um, and we have to be mm. to, to, to compete at this level uh, for about three decades now yeah and like they keep thinking we'll be gone we'll be gone and I don't know what we do but I, one thing we do everyone puts the shoulder to the wheel below and between coaching finance the, the, the stadium we have below the pitches everyone if you ask anyone to do anything they're all out there today and that's why I went over to them and the stand to, to, that they're all part of that I'm just the head man yeah. but everyone below is part of it in some way or another selling tickets and I know that's cliche mm. that other clubs do that but we do it for one goal to get that day out there we have a dream and every fella has that dream below in our place and if it's just selling the ticket will will help us get that goal and buy a football then they, they live for that yeah, you must be proud man you saw it like how couldn't you not be proud to yeah. see, see that in the field there like you know um, we, we, we had a few hard defeats over the last couple yeah. of years close ones but uh, we didn't deserve to win any time the Bears beat us fair and square last year Nemo beat us fair and square in the Covid final as I call it yeah. but we, we, we thought we were never better prepared with the setup we have not me personally but the backroom team we have at the moment and the players commitment we were never better prepared coming in but it came down to the wire mm-hmm. at the end but when you fell behind yeah, the second half like, um, were you a bit worried at that stage? I wasn't because other years we, were, we would be down four points yeah. and four points in that game out there today is a lot yeah. one point if we went to two yeah. I'd be worried yeah. but one point I knew we were going you know it was tit for tat all the time yeah. we, we were leading most of the time it's about day level and then they went one ahead yeah. but like you see the passion there and then to get up the field to score the second one like yeah, this was Michael Horry's score game yeah he was, he, was, he was our go-to man today wasn't he like yeah, and he yeah. was in the semi-final as well to be yeah, played him yeah. and, and he was he, he kicked some great points there today yeah and on a day like today they were busy they were, they were premium like you know yeah. both teams had some bad wides but would you call the bad wides as well the, the pressure was on and the space wasn't there yeah, the score was hard it right? was hard and, and that's county finals I mean we were being here in 89 against the Bears or first final like it was it nine points to seven or something yeah, like that yeah. and we won in 2012 again tight scores every game takes a life of its own it wasn't going to be three points today uh, group stages between ourselves and Nemo are different yeah. we knew both teams knew this was going to be a tactical affair and, and that's what it panned out with the young players James today we say it's a dream for them isn't it to come in and win when you take the guys who've been here 10 years we say in 2012 and 2013 so just who do you, can you name take a few of the younger yeah, guys yeah like the young lads they are now like starting today you had let, let's say I'd start with the goalkeeper yeah uh, Anthony Seymour was our goalkeeper all the time he got injured to start today we had no sub goalkeeper and Dara Collin was on the panel for a few years and we just went to Dara and said would you try out for a goal yeah. he's in his early 20s okay. and uh, he said I'll have a go off it mm. and, and he's there since mm. and, and he's back now but he didn't displace yes. mm, Dara for the final then you have Tomas Manny wing back yeah. he, he's, he's uh, playing in his second year you have um, uh, two wing forwards uh, Jack O'Neill and Sean Brown starting yeah. for the first time this year yeah. you know nobody might have heard them thanks for so, yeah. nobody would have heard of them before yeah. maybe but we were when we started four years ago they were training with us and we were building building yeah, building yeah, one yeah. thing we do we look forward yeah. we never look back yeah. so Jack, Jack Allen is only 20 years of age mm-hmm. um, well so we, we have uh, Michal Maguire came on this year for us we have seven fellas under 21 okay that's James McCarthy there at Castlehaven Boston. You can see the future certainly very, very bright for the, the Haven seven players, as James mentioned. Under 21, uh, following uh, today's uh, county final win, fantastic stuff uh, from the Haven as they head back down west uh, with the Andy Scanlon Cup in tow. Uh, let's hear from uh, the Haven's Mark Collins, though. It's absolutely amazing. It's a dream come true. You know, I was down here as a kid in the parade in 1994. Castlehaven won... <laughs> Uh, the county um, just I used to go home then pretend to lift in the cup at home and to see that come through today is just absolutely incredible the feeling is second to none and I'm just so happy we got over the line today third medal I'm a small bit older now so it's just a little bit sweeter um, I suppose we've been knocking the door for the last four or five years you know without getting over the line 
and to finally get there today I think it just makes it all that little that little bit sweeter we'll enjoy this one we'll, we really will um, you know they're a great bunch of lads we've a lot of young fellas but we've a lot of guys who've been who've been around for the 10-11 years as well and, and to win another one together is just special um, when you've been behind us because you had the second half you had been leading most of the way um, I mean it took a bit of uh, character to stick with it I mean Nemo seemed to be we all need on I suppose it was nip and tuck all the way, you know, um, like I, I said it there to the lads before the game, watching the rugby even last night, you know, finals aren't easy won, there's mistakes in them, they're tight, they're tense, you know, there was never going to be much in this today, fellas were afraid to make mistakes, and that's completely understandable, but we knew if we were in the in the thick of it, coming down the track, that, that we'd, ha- we'd have the leaders to get us over the line, and I think we had plenty of players who showed that in the last 10 minutes there. Really, was it a star, like, just kind of really trying to put yeah, we we had a lot of work done in them. You know, we saw we watched the video to do Halo game. Um, we we knew we knew they they'd set up, they'd be well set up at the back. And then when they turned us over, move a quick. So we were small but afraid of the counter attack and their kicking game. So we just set out our stall maybe to try stop that. Yeah. Um, and I suppose both teams probably nullified each other for for long parts of it. But but in the last 10, 15 minutes when the scores were there to be got, thank God our boys got them. You stopped it. I kind of have a free role, so yeah, yeah. we we just tried to play. My role really was, was free around the half back line. Yeah. Kyle Maguire was wing back, and just to maybe throw Nemo a small, but I started as throwing at seven. Just this year, Mark, I mean, beating the Bears in the semi final, was that a moment for you? Yeah, I, to be honest, I think the whole year, yeah. I think this is a sweet, sweet victory. If you look at the teams we played throughout the year, yeah. you know, we've played a lot of top teams. Our group, you know, you had uh, Carberry Rangers, yeah. uh, Valley, Valley Rovers, and Clannacilty, three teams who've been there, thereabouts. You had Ballincollig semi finalists last year, the Bears, who've been one of the top two teams the last four years, and then Nemo. Like, I think we've proved ourselves this year. We've beaten a lot of very good teams, and it's a very, as I said again, it's a very sweet one to win. Yeah, they certainly have been some very good teams on the way to being crowned county champions. Huge congratulations to everybody involved with Castlehaven, and I'm sure the celebrations on West are going to be absolutely electric tonight and over the next couple of days. The curtain raises today, the uh, Premier Intermediate Football Championship final, Kilnamartra beating Bantry Blues in an absolutely cracking contest. John O'Shea was reporting on those games for us. Going to hear from him in a bit. First, let's hear from uh, Kilnamartra boss, John Evans. We took hold of the game, a stranglehold in the game in the first half. By God, Bantry did stranglehold of it in the second half. And there was some, they, they gave a superb display of fighting back, going ahead and staying ahead. Mm-hmm. And it took, uh, we brought in a few subs that freshened it up, certainly put legs underneath us. We kept our, our nerve and we we talked about this an awful lot because we had gotten Kilimatra had got the name of being bottlers, being unable to succeed, unable to achieve. And it's always those they, they'd lost several county semi-finals by a point. It was time to turn the tide. And I think that stayed with them. It stayed with him. The the fight was brilliant. But look, it could have gone either way. I suppose there had to have been your motor there last five or six minutes things were not going your way they were not no definitely you're absolutely right and it looked it looked actually there was a, a brilliant brilliant turnover by Colin McLaughlin uh, down there with about a minute to go and it was masterful we went up the field and got a point out of it and he gave us an impetus that wasn't there before it so did, 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 did you think that kind of the game was slipping away from you yeah. we did absolutely there's no question doubt about that yeah, yeah. and our, our, the guys were tired they were really tired and towards the end Bryce saw that the man of the match for Bantry Kevin Casey he was he was tiring toting and they had to take him off in the finish but we put in legs we put in four four four, um, four subs there and they really turned it around yeah. and I suppose one of those subs Shane or the last three points brilliant uh, Shane should be starting on the team but look I'm, I, I know I'm an old guy and I'm at it for a long, long time, 40 years, but you have to finish strong. And in Mike Desmond, Shane, Dara McLaughlin, these boys going in, they certainly know what how to finish a game. They're wonderful finishers. Actually, Mike Desmond was unlucky not to get a goal, yeah. but how's yeah. that's... Yeah, he shoved things up in there, didn't he? Did, yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah, he did, yeah. So, is this... Um, Kilimartha's first county at this level or any level? No, no, they won, they won June or I won, but yeah, back yeah. 2018 or something mm. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'll tell you something privately and what brought me to Kilimartha. I had county, se- county seniors 
County uh, minors, several of them, several county seniors in Kerry, junior, novice, whatever you call it. But I never had an intermediate because it's so difficult to win it. And Jesus, here in Cork, it is the most difficult thing I've ever come across. And Johnny did a good old tie Cork as well. Well, look, that's a horse of a different colour. We did. So now we're in the Munster Championship and Cork can, uh, he, Cork he can come back and start playing with us. Just one, one match. One match. Yeah. I, suppose, I suppose the way it was one in the end makes it, makes it extra sweet. Oh, of course it does. Yeah. I mean, any time you, 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 you show that, that bit of steel yeah. to finish going down the straight, yeah. I mean, that's that's what you're about. Like, you know, and, and look, Kilimart, it could easily have gone to Bantry oh, as well. Right. There's no question yeah, yeah. about that. They're a wonderful side. You'd have taken a draw. I'd have taken a draw, guaranteed, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, 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 I knew there was a there was a kick in our lads. I knew it. We knew of Dan O'Dinian, Mike Desmond, Shane Dinian, Mikey Dinian, da- Damien Desmond. They're, 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 they're brilliant farmers. They're brilliant farmers. He was, he was rushing it a small bit. I suppose he left one too after him in the first half. Yeah, that's Killing March boss John Evans. They're speaking after their fantastic win today. Let's hear from their captain, Gerard Gulliha. It was close, but never gone. Never write this team off yeah. that's one thing we've kind of instilled in ourselves for the last two years just never say die attitude like it's unbelievable heart no team will beat us for heart like. so you're proud to lead them I'd say yeah it's very easy to lead this team like yeah. we're team leaders okay. so everyone drove each other on there in the last 20 minutes when pressure was on let's just step up for it which was extra sweet I suppose the way you won it in the end was it it is yeah winning a county final like that that's what dreams are made of like and Shane's been pushing hard all year like and no better man to handle the pressure and kick it over first yeah, and the last three points for him must be really special for himself as well yeah he he grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck there and just led it home like he's a, an absolute warrior for the club playing with so long former captain true leader he just showed it there today and for your own point no sorry into Munster <laughs> into Munster we'll worry after, 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 when, after. <laughs> when Munster comes around we've, yes. uh, we've a lot of work to do before then yeah. how much does <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the area like Kilometre like it's a football area yeah, it's it huge like, there's, no, there's no other sports really only in football and Kilometre really like it's, uh, <laughs> it's everything like for, for the parish the sport we got from the parish there is unbelievable around like it's not just today like any league games we're playing there we've always the best following say like Sunday mornings there we've lads travelling length and breadth of the country to support us genuine interest in football and, and they want the team to do well which is very rare like and, so unbelievably proud to be part of it really to be honest and that was the reaction from Kilimartra's captain Garod Ogulaha after their superb win today delighted to be joined in studio by the man who was covering um, the matches for us today it's Mr John O'Shea John how are you sir? Um, good you know, uh, after another another day of county final action uh, enjoyable overall well, enjoyable overall to be there yeah. and covering it for, for Red FM um, and we'll be delighted again yeah. we'll get back to Kilimartra in just a bit let's talk about that senior game first Castlehaven county champions for the first time in 10 years where they beat Nemo, Nemo actually in the final 10 years ago as well low scoring affair John 11 points 9 a tactical battle today in Porky Cueve you know, I, I suppose that, that was a, put, put it mildly it was, a, it was like a game of chess throat and like <laughs> You were, kind of, you were kind of thinking like the, the way the first half was going there was only like it was like there was only about two or three points a piece for ages it was a so you were kind of thinking where is it like it, you know it probably wasn't great to watch from the neutral but like I'd say yeah. I suppose that's just the way modern Gaelic football has gone in, in a lot of ways even in the county at all Session levels football all the time isn't it Possession, Possession trumps everything yeah and like you could see even you know Castlehaven in the first half had the majority of the position it was like Nemo were trying to contain them and like they were forcing the likes of the when you have Mark Key forwards like the, the Hurley brothers they yeah. were they were shooting from, from a wide like, like Castlehaven had a good like five or six wides in the opening half but like as, as it went on it looked like Nemo's like a tactical master plan was was about to be pulled off yeah. and then Barry Cripps put them ahead of a couple of minutes remaining and then obviously the, the Hurley brothers um, Michael and Brian stepped up to the place like Brian Hurley scoring a sensational free really, really? Really, not far from the not far from from the forty five. It was definitely like he had a number free, but like it was definitely his first. It was definitely his best point of the lot. And then as well, like Michael Hurley's one was was the insurance score in the end, and it capped off a fantastic individual effort from him as well. Um, definitely would have been my man of the match without yeah. question. And you know, there'll be there'll be plenty of celebrations down around um, <laughs> Union Hall tonight. I can imagine there will be. Um, you could even see that John, like in the the videos of the celebrations coming out on social media after game, just how much this means to Castlehaven as I said it's been 10 years since their last uh, county final win and this will mean so so much to them 
unbelievable. Like you know, even just from chatting there, just Mark Collins there at, at the full time missile as well, and he was just alluding just how much you meet. Like it, you live and breathe it down there. Like it, it like I'd say if we're down there all week, the bun things. I'd say it was <laughs> yeah. the, the only thing being mentioned in the in down around Castlehaven area all during the week. Like and I think he actually referenced as well um, in another interview. I think with the Irish Examiner, like in the build of the final, how he was saying even there was relatives of his they were they were coming back from the states like for a wedding, but they 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 booked their flights a week earlier to come back. Like the, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. just the, if, if I suppose it summed up the I'd say a lot of people I'd say all over the Spain holiday weekend, come, maybe egg, people exiled or people living abroad, but they were flying back just to be in Parky Quay for for Castlehaven, yeah. like you know, for, for such a small place. But like the football people will they were they, they just they just wanted to be there and it, it, it just it, you, know, you can see it just means everything. That's it, what it, county finals are all about, though, isn't it? Oh, it, it is, without doubt, you know, it's remarkable. Like even for 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 you consider really what they're doing and um, what what they have done over the last ten, like the last ten, twenty, thirty years, even as well. Yeah. it's remarkable considering the size of the place and the population, and like you know, over the last, it's it's probably for the likes of Mark Collins as well and Damien Cahillan, Brian Hurley. You know, they were a few of the guys who would have been on the team a decade ago when them um, when they beat Nemo in that final in twenty thirteen. You know, it, and probably you know it's probably not the the book because they said they're at the age where they might be open to win maybe one or two or a couple of more, but I think it's definitely the, the career like they're, they're definitely at the very least they're what they merit. And if you look at the, the three like the Bears and Nemo, they they probably have been the third of those yeah. three who have been more or less at the top of the Cork senior ladder for the last decade. And they'll go into Munster now in the very very best luck indeed to them. Massive congratulations to Castlehaven for Nemo Rangers champions last year, beaten finalists this year, John. Um, They'll be back. Obviously, they're they they not the most successful team in the in the county uh, for no reason. So they'll be back next year. Exactly. You know, and then you you could just see like the these kind of county final days. Like they they know they know the the the, the way things go. They know the role of things. Like and they were so close to putting it off again today. Like their 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 record in finals is is phenomenal. Really, I think it's like I think that's only their fifth defeat or like. 25, 26 finals. Yeah. So like they 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 know how to get the job done, and you know even just look at someone like like Paul Kerrigan today. Oh, in his career, I think if he had, if they had won today, it would have been his eleventh um, senior medal, which is a it's astonishing when you consider in its own right. But I think it just shows how how strong the club Nemo are. Like and the, the, even like the like the Macron and they're going through like mm. they're, they're, they just seem like they're, they're, they're like a club like they're always going to be there. They are boats like it's maybe like look at Inter like maybe Kilkenny like in a hurling or something. <laughs> You, you can never write them off. Like, and you, you could, you, you could probably put a good, a good bet on it. Maybe no, like even if you throw good to the bookies, like next year that they're, they're going to be there, thereabouts again. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, congratulations, Nisi Castlehaven and Kilimartra champions, John. Um, this was a ding dong battle um, between two excellent sides. Um, we heard from Castar Kilimartra boss John Evans there, um, saying that they've been on the wrong side of one point defeats. It's about time they got one, and boy, did they get it today. Oh yeah, in, in some style. And they, they have been building for us over the last number of years. Really, like if you if you look at even in, in terms of the league, like, like what they're exposed to there, like they're they're in Division One football, like playing like the first team, like Nemo, Castlehaven, Saint Finbars, week in week out, and like I think they actually got to the final of the mm. the league a couple of years ago. I think they lost to the Bears and that. But yeah, they they they're kind of a side. They they have been growing in momentum and it, to all in all the whole time, and like they they came up short and like. Loves last year, but then bringing in um, John Evans, the, a, a very, I suppose, a, a very shrewd operator, um, a guy who managed inter county level, the likes of Roscommon, Longford, Tipperary. So, like, he, it was, it was, he, he's a carry man with great pedigree, and you know, you, you could see that on the pitch today as well that that kind of desire, like, you know, they started brightly and uh, looked at one stage that they could potentially run away with it because, like, they were they had, they had two goals, but they had two other clear cut chances. That they that they probably very easily would have gone on another day, and then Bentry came out with a reaction in the second half, and like Rory Dean really started to yeah. exert his influence on the game. But look, Kilometra then they just um, they found it like like their cock player Dan O'Dean really um, stepped up to the plate today as well, and yeah, they, obviously the, the the super sub coming on um, gained the three points. Shane O'Dean, um, yeah, it was a it was a, a big day, and like a, a, similar to to Castlehaven as well. It's a huge, it's a, fo- human, yeah. it's a huge, it's a football mad village, and like the, <laughs> similar like. Similarly to Castlehaven as well, they're both going to have um, an clear opposition in the in the Munster Club Championship as well. So they'll be open. Maybe there's a couple of more chapters of their 23 campaign. The way it. Yeah, exactly. And up to senior A for them as well next year, John. It's a massive, massive achievement as well. 
No, it, it is really considered like you know, it's considered the population of the place. Like you know, it's it's a, it's an absolute religion down there. Like and it, yeah. it, over the last maybe five, ten years, fifteen years, like the going from the junior ranks, I think no, no layer would have been playing, and then they won the intermediate, the lower intermediate title. Back in 2018, with Manol area, was on the team as well. So they they have been kind of gradually climbing and up that up going up and up, and that that trajectory will be go up into senior A next year. And like if you look at the the players like you know like Dan O'Donnell, Mihal Otisuna, even even Ty Cockery, who's um who was suspended for the game today, like the and the age profile of the team as well. Right, they're a good all round team, and they mm. seem like a team as well when they go up like into senior A next year that they could they could go very competitive in that grade yeah, well. well equipped so for it yeah, so good to see oh, absolutely uh, congratulations to D2 Kinlamarch uh, and uh, commiserations uh, to Bantry John a pleasure as always sir thanks for covering the games for us today and thanks for joining us in the studio super thank you boy thank you alright we're going to take a break when we come back we are going to talk to Republic of Ireland under 21 boss Jim Crawford about uh, Cork, or Republic of Ireland playing at the home of Cork City Turners Cross again as they face Italy next month we're going to hear from Cove Ramblers after uh, their progression into the uh, playoff uh, final uh, in the first division where they'll face Waterford but up next we're going to hear from Muay Thai Sensation 18 the Block Mullins Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM with me Sarah McKenzie Foley and Rory O'Hagan and we're going to talk Muay Thai now and Aideen the Block Mullins continues to go from strength to strength the Balfihan fighter picked up two no less than two world titles last weekend at the ISKA Championships and recently won the WBC World Muay Thai Championship as well Aideen has been in studio speaking to Rory about her achievements Alright delighted to be joined in studio by our pal Aideen the Block Mullins who we haven't had in studio um, for a while. It's been, what, about a couple of years, I'd say, at this stage? Uh, two years, a year and a half, I'd say, uh, at this it's stage. It's been a while, all right. But um, in that year and a half, um, your career has just gone from strength to strength to strength. Um, just looking at the amount of titles that you've won and the amount of fights that you've won. But not only that, the improvements that you've made to your game has been sensational. Can you, I suppose, describe what the last year and a bit has been like? It must be like a whirlwind for you at this stage. Yeah, it's been um, busy enough. So in the past four months, I've um, I've had three world titles um, and a European title. Um, two of them in Thai boxing and one of the world ones in K1, so kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was basic. But even Joe, the rule set, you know... Um, like I've added headshots because you've to be over 16s as headshots mm-hmm. so I've been able to work my combinations and more and more so it's easier to land shots with the, with the getting older and stuff yeah and uh, I suppose there's not too much of a difference between K1 and Thai at the end of the day is there? there isn't really so in, in K1 you can um, you can clinch and you can sweep where in Thai boxing you can mm-hmm. clinch whenever you want really um, so you can land one knee in, in K1 and that's about it yeah um, I last saw you fight in the flesh up in um Parochial Hall, um, you got your hands on a, a green Muay Thai like, WBC belt. Like, can you describe that feeling when you when you realise you've won? Um, you stopped your opponent that day, didn't you? Yeah, I was um, the fourth round who got stopped. Um, it's I really can't describe it. It's unbelievable. Um, like just you know, after all the training put into it, and then just winning, you know, it's it's unbelievable. And that belt is just those WBC belts are gorgeous, aren't they? Yeah, they're unreal. Like everyone wants one of the green belts like it's just something everyone wants yeah it's just absolutely incredible where's the belt now do you have it on, on display in the house or how, um, how does it work <laughs> yeah we have a cabin at home with all the belts and stuff so it's just in the sitting room at home and that's yours forever now you get to keep that forever don't you yeah yeah I think so so yeah it's incredible yeah I mean like I remember the first time I saw a WBC belt I think it was when Ryan won his yeah. last year and just like you're surprised by the weight of it first now because they're so heavy aren't they they are they're quite heavy to be fair like they, you wouldn't think of it because they're quite thin but they're, they're unreal to be fair they're heavy uh, what's it like fighting um, in front of your home crowd like in like like the, the parochial hall was packed the last day as it always is um, and you've got your family in the crowd you've got your friends in the crowd what's that experience like Um it's way different like I'm way more comfortable at home um, like just the buzz of like everyone knowing you you know walking out and hearing your name you know it's just incredible yeah and the atmosphere is just something else there as well isn't it yeah it's unbelievable like even people who just know of you mightn't know you like you know just the atmosphere brings the whole thing to a different level like um, how long have you been training now how long have you been um, it was 10 years there in September so yeah. 
I was seven when I started. Where did you where did you start then? You didn't start with Simon, did you? No, I started with um, Derek O'Flynn in Corporate High, and then when he closed down, Dommy Kelly took it over, mm. and then during COVID, we went up to Martin then. Yeah. Um, and Martin is like the Slimeyer is obviously the best gym in the country and you've yeah. obviously seen that first hand really definitely like the opportunities Martin gives people are second to none like you see like there there was two WBC title fights on in one night like that's that even just says it all like you know like he's just incredible and he's generally travelling with you a lot of the time as well so I mean yeah. like he's always out and about supporting his fighters like yeah he's he always goes to the next level just to give the opportunities and show everyone what type, type gym we are so what's a, a kind of a typical training week for you like um, so usually it's um, Monday to Thursday we're off Friday and then a Saturday morning and then I'd run three or four times in the week then as well. So you're always at it. Yeah. <laughs> and how have you found combining that kind of hectic training schedule then with your, like your, your schoolwork and stuff like that has been difficult or? Um, like I've always been training since I was young so like I don't really know any difference so like obviously as I've gotten older like school's getting more intense but I just adapt to it like you know mm. just get my work done straight away and then just go training like and you're training with some of the best in the country up there as well like it's insane like Ryan Sheehan you know Finn Keating Dominic Kelly all, all the top top lads up there like it's insane just to be even training next to them you know like mm. it's incredible and the lads don't treat you any different you're just one of the lads to them like no they don't like it's just like I'm just one of them basically like um, your mum and dad are your biggest supporters throughout reception <laughs> there now as you wait for that I know your mum and dad quite well um, like it's safe to say Aideen I suppose you wouldn't be where you are now without the two of them 100% I definitely wouldn't like the like even they bring me training every day just you know me having healthy dinners or you have different dinner to everyone else um, just even the small things like that people don't see you know, but even like remember last year they ran big fundraisers for up in the harp to, to send you abroad and stuff as well like so yeah. they're always pushing you onto the next level of your career yeah they are they're always buying me 100% and your mum is always texting me as well saying Aideen's <laughs> up here she's doing this she's just won this she's <laughs> yeah. always at it um, talk to me about last week I suppose winning two titles in a weekend it's just I suppose again like you can't really imagine this stuff but when it happens it's just supposed to be sensational yeah so basically I went over focusing on Thai boxing and then there was the K1 category it was like um, an M- MMA world um, championship so there was MMA there was judo um, Thai boxing mm. K1 so I entered the K1 and the Thai boxing and I had two fights in each so the first Thai boxing one I stopped her in 40 seconds I think yeah I saw that video yeah it was very impressive <laughs> thanks and then the second one went the distance it was against um, Hungary she mm. was tough she was big alright but um, that went the distance I got the gold then in the Thai boxing and then the K1 um, I had Switzerland and um, Germany I think mm. and I, I stopped the Swiss and the Germany went the distance so I had two full distance and then two stoppages but like it was just unreal like over there like the atmosphere like everyone was just like mm. I, we didn't know half the Irish people going over there and we, we all know each other coming back then yeah um, and representing a country as well like just must be uh, an, an incredible moment like walking out like, you know, like when you hear like Aileen Mullins Ireland it must be yeah, incredible it is incredible like it's you can't really describe it like um, even after every fight like the Irish people were shouting ole 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 like <laughs> they had like the Australians um the Australians Polish everyone we were all just together but everyone was screaming ole ole <laughs> even if they weren't from Ireland like it was just incredible fantastic stuff yeah um, how do you think you've evolved as a fighter over the last year and a bit um, I think I've definitely gotten a lot more calm and like I can control my nerves a bit more like if, like say a year two years ago like I'd be very nervous going into the, dr- the ring now I still am nervous going in but I, I feel like I can control and adapt in the ring mm. a lot better than what I was yeah what I've noticed from you from a fighting perspective as well is that you're on the front foot a lot more you're putting girls under a lot more pressure than you used yeah. to um, see I feel like if I push forward more I can let stuff go more whereas if I'm on the back foot I'm thinking about what I'm doing when I shouldn't be mm-hmm. so if I just if I'm putting the pressure on I just land my shots I just thought you noticed when you fought that Italian girl in, in, in Grand Abraha for the WPC belt um, I just thought you were just like you took the, the fights where you kept the pressure on and she didn't know how to deal with that yeah so she was a big boxer and I knew she was she would have been coming forward so like if she was coming forward I just step off and use the kicks that way but I had a bit of a height advantage as well on mm-hmm. her um, I was quite tall so 
yeah, that it was basically that. Yeah, what's next? No, I mean, like, are you taking any time off? Are you just kind of looking for the next fight? <laughs> um, whatever Martin says, really. But I'm keep I'm tipping away, training away every day. Um, and we're going to Thailand in February for the WBC World Championships. That'll be cool. Yeah, unreal. I can't wait. And even just get a chance to train over in Thailand must be like like I'm actually just buzzing for it. Like you know, like it's so different, but yet the same. Yeah. Like the the Thais, the way they train is like insane like mm. um, but yeah I just can't wait to go over this in Bangkok so it'll be the a good spot the, Thai, the like, of it, yeah. 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 Um, when you win titles and stuff like do you bring the belts into school to show them off or how does it work um, I used to but you know as I've gotten you know more confident and stuff I, they've asked me and I just brought like the last time I did bring them in um, I'd be half mortified sometimes ah, <laughs> you got to show off your success <laughs> like, you know what I mean um, so yeah um, Aideen it's been an absolute pleasure having you in um, massive congratulations Thanks and all your much. success again and I, I just I can't wait to see you fight again thank you incredible stuff there from Aideen we are going to talk football now and earlier this week it was confirmed that the Republic of Ireland under 21s would be returning to Turner's Cross for their European Championship qualifier with Italy that game is going to take place on Tuesday November 21st at 5.30pm and tickets for that game are on sale now and Rory has been speaking with Ireland boss Jim Crawford about returning to the cross all right, absolutely delighted to be joined on the line now by Republic of Ireland under twenty one boss Jim Crawford. Jim, uh, thanks very much for talking to us today. No problem at all. Delighted to be here. Uh, Jim, back at Turner's Cross, um, considering you had two wins at Turner's Cross last month, I'd imagine you're uh, delighted to be back there again next month. Yeah, well, we always knew going to Turner's Cross what we'd get in terms of atmosphere and um, real buy-in from the supporters and and. And, you know, the players certainly enjoy the experience, particularly the first game against Turkey, the opening game of the campaign where, you know, I, I felt the fans drove us on to the very last uh, couple of seconds of the game where it was really exciting stuff. And we went and scored uh, the winner from um, Oidemo. So we certainly need more of the same in this window now in November. Uh, we've got a, a massive game against Italy. And, and I think with the quality of Italy and, and the, the quality of our own team as well. It certainly makes um, an exciting prospect for the for um, those who want to turn up to the game. There's something about that Turner's Cross pitch, Jim, when the fans are right on top of you. Like when you're taking a throw in, like you can feel the breath on your neck that away teams seem to almost struggle with a bit. Yeah, look, it wasn't, you know, by any type of sort of fluke that we decided we'd play in Cork. We, we knew what Cork brings, Turner's Cross brings in terms of um, the atmosphere. It's a, it's a real cauldron of noise and, and uh, electricity. And we certainly got that in the first game. And, and you know, I thought the fans were, were fantastic. And, yeah, they're on top of you. Um, you know, we like that. And... You know, it, it was just, you know, it was, a, it was a marvelous occasion on the first game. And then, look, second game, totally different game against mm-hmm. San Marino. San Marino sort of come to survive to a degree, to waste time. And, and that affects, um, you know, the, the overall sort of um, outlook of the game, you know. So, um, but one thing's for sure, Italy, they're the, they're the you know, they're the favourites in the group. They're, you know, one of the top teams in Europe. They're bringing in a, a lot of exper- experience, pedigree at, at this level. A lot of players who played in Serie A teams. So it's, you know, I, I think it's it's certainly um, a, an exciting prospect for for us, the staff, for the players, and certainly um, uh, uh, the supporters. And Jim, I suppose... Well- Three wins from three now in your qualifying campaign so far. You couldn't be happier with the way the results have gone, but performances-wise, have you been pleased with those as well? Yeah, three out of three, it's it's great. But look, we parked them up very quickly as a staff and as a group of players. And, and look, it's, it's history now. And, and, and sort of that old cliche, the most important game now in, in our campaign is, is up against Norway and in this window and then after that it's it's obviously against Italy but you know the these two teams that we're playing against are are certainly levels above anything that we played now in the world so Norway are a real technical team they're 
they're littered with extremely skillful players. They they have a way of playing and they play it exceptionally well. And then you've got Italy, who, as I've said already, they're they're certainly the favourites of the group. They're well organised. They're um, they can go direct when they want it, and they can play through the thirds when they want it because they've got um, players to suit both sort of styles of playing that way, direct or or progressive football. So, you know, two different games, but two exceptionally tough challenges for the. That was Republic of Ireland under-21 boss Jim Crawford speaking and Cove Ramblers booked their place in the first division playoff final last night. They drew one all with Wexford at St. Coleman's Park winning 2-1 on aggregate. They'll now face Watford in the final on Saturday and that game has been set for Turner's Cross. Tom Stafford has been speaking to Ramblers boss Shane Keegan. So I'm joined here with Shane Keegan in St. Coleman's Park. Cove Ramblers through to the first division playoff final. One all here tonight, 2-1 on aggregate. Shane, what a night. Yeah, I don't even know where to start really to be honest with you Tom um, oh, look what can you say about it look the weather I suppose is the overriding factor in the game isn't it um, I didn't think it was going to get through 90 minutes to be honest with you I didn't and I don't think the officials did either um, they said they were going to give the second half 10 minutes and, and pull it up if it didn't stop raining it didn't stop raining but we still, we stayed going um, and look that affected everything that affected everything I mean you know we would like to think we're a, a hell of a lot better at actually playing football than what we showed tonight if that makes sense um, but the conditions just quite simply didn't allow for it um, which meant it was going to be a game of breaking ball fighting for loose pieces long throws corner kicks the most horrible game of football you'll probably ever ever see um, and yet we managed having obviously suffered the early blow to find a way to dig it out with probably in my opinion one of the only real moments of quality in the entire game um, I said in the dressing room before the game, half joking, but not half joking. Here's the game plan, lads. Do this, do that, do the other. And look, if all else fails, just give the ball to Jack. And that's kind of how it transpired. <laughs> um, because that was an absolutely outstanding. And of all people to arrive for the goal, I uh, I tried to compliment him in the dressing room and I kind of had to gather myself. So I nearly started crying. Like, James, has had torture, torture this year with injuries. And he's just, his attitude is just phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, because after landing a new day job working with autistic children I can't think of a better man for the role and uh, he was outstanding and uh, were you concerned at all in the first half Wexford took the lead they were starting to you know, turn the screw they looked they could have got a second the Lua had a few fantastic chances the, the halftime break came at a brilliant time for you and you could kind of regroup it did it did we were let's be honest we were well off in the first half like again it's not that you were looking for intricate passes or anything like that but we just that, that intensity to get in a fella's face um, just wasn't there our passing was sloppy we did some stupid things that we don't usually do like Keen Brown you know man the match again tonight you know he gave a back pass to Lee Stacey on his wrong foot and you're going Keen, what are you doing and then Abbo starts arguing with the referee over a decision that the referee hadn't even given against him and doesn't notice the ball being played out to him and you know you're going jeez lads come on what's going on with us here um, and it took a bit of a talk you know we, we did seriously consider one to two changes at half time we really did um, um, we said we'd give them 10 minutes see could they see could they correct things and uh, they surely did yeah and just on the crowd here tonight a, a brilliant attendance at St. Coleman's tough in the conditions the North Bank basically went from a full North Bank to, to no one around <laughs> a, few, a few umbrellas I mean for people watching the stream they thought there mightn't have been that many at it because everyone was covering anywhere they could but look you know the Cove support really came out in their numbers tonight unbelievable absolutely unbelievable I, you know the scenes at the end there were just incredible and look I've said to the lads in there I'm sure they have had as many bad days in football as I have had um, so when you get the nights like tonight by God you have to enjoy them and, and soak them up I don't know what's going to happen in the playoff final you know we'll give it absolutely everything we fully believe we can pull it off but that needs to be enjoyed in its own right regardless of what happens next in the same way that the season before now had to be enjoyed in its own right um, but I suppose the big thing for us was we've been colossal on this pitch all season you know to go out with the playoffs on our own pitch was the last thing in the world 
that any of us wanted um, and I think that's probably what found that extra motivation in the second half that they knew that they can't we can't go out on our own patch after being this good all year long um, and yeah look as I say they just they found a way to get it done and just to finish up looking ahead to that game now next Saturday as much as we, we will enjoy tonight uh, look Waterford a team he's beaten in the last two times he played them look it's, it's going to be a really exciting game to look forward to it is you know more than I do is it confirmed Saturday is it um, it's looking likely look okay. we, won't, we won't say anything official okay at the okay we're, we're waiting on word because obviously it'll affect our training plan for the week um, so it will um, look they're an outstanding side you know they're second place but miles ahead of anything that was behind them um, they showed down at the RSC when we went down there the first time what happens when they click they can be that good but there is you know no more than any of the rest of us they can blow hot and cold um, let's be honest you probably need them to blow cold on a night where you're blowing hot that's what happened to us probably in the two games where we did beat them it will give us tremendous confidence to be going into a match knowing we've beaten them twice this season but we also know having you know got a, a trimming down there earlier in the season just what they're capable of um we're underdogs but we've been underdogs all year long it doesn't uh, it doesn't really change the situation um and look we're just you know bring it on that's all you can say bring it on thanks Shane well done again cheers that was Cove Ramblers boss Shane Keegan and Rory it'll be Ramblers and Waterford in the first division playoff final it's a mm. huge game for both clubs surely yeah it's it's going to be a massive game looks like Turner's Cross uh, it's, Turner's Cross has been confirmed for the venue on Saturday now that is um, it's going to be subject to the weather because we're apparently with Storm Kiran coming in this week it's going to be absolutely atrocious the pitch at Turner's Cross um, took a battering against Derry City on Friday night this does play Shamrock Rovers there tomorrow night so it'll be interesting to see if that game does go ahead at Turner's Cross I'm sure a decision will be made on that by Thursday or Friday at the, the very latest but yeah Cove and Waterford as uh, Shane was mentioning there um, both um, they know each other very well Ramblers have beaten them twice this season it'll be fantastic to see Ramblers beat them and go into the final against Cork City a Cork City and Cove Ramblers derby for a place in the Premier Division <laughs> um, a lot of Cork City fans I've been speaking to will be quite nervous with the prospect of facing Cove Ramblers um, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see and uh, look all we can say is um, very very best of luck indeed uh, to Cole Ramblers heading into that game on Saturday it looks like it's going to be at Turner's Cross uh, we're rapidly running out of time here um, and now we're to go to Lights Out at the uh, Mexico Grand Prix Sarah and um, a Ferrari won two the front of the grid, uh, uh, at the front of the grid tonight uh, fairly unusual it's a refreshing change isn't say. it <laughs> yeah I think look Max isn't far behind at all and they'll be you know they'll be hard pressed to keep him away I think he's on the charge for increasing the record number of wins in a season I so hope he doesn't I listen secretly <laughs> don't so we all I know I uh, Daniel Ricciardo also watch out for him because he looked very impressive in his Alpha Tauri over yeah. one lap pace in qualifying but I think let's see what he can pull out obviously over the full course of an entire Grand Prix but I'd love to see him come back with a bang as well yeah it'd be uh, fantastic to see that happen he recovered from a broken hand wasn't mm, it yeah absolutely it's uh, there's been a couple of drivers that have had to come back from that particular injury and apparently it's it's very very painful which as you can imagine the stamina required sitting in that cockpit and for the vibrations go through the wheel as well exactly it's uh, it's not as bad now as it was a couple of seasons ago with porpoising but I mean it's no joke these, these guys are serious athletes porpoising? Porpoising, yeah, like the like the turtle, similar similar animal. We'll uh, we'll have to go through it someday. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> will. Uh, eight o'clock, uh, the start time for that one. Uh, so is Max just going to bore his way to victory again today? We'll see. I'm also slightly hoping that Sergio Perez will get his act together. He's had incredible, you know, hometown support. The fans there absolutely adore him. They've been amazing all weekend. So yeah. I would like to see him uh, to just achieve something just to keep him going. Yeah, 8 o'clock is the start time for that one. We're pretty much out of time. Thanks very much indeed for listening to our show today and for listening to Sarah's uh, Big Red Bench presenting debut. <laughs> How have you found it? Excellent. Yeah, sure. I've learned from the best story. Well, you learned from Aiden yesterday as well. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad uh, to have you as part of the team and uh, congratulations on uh, your, your very, very first show. But um, yeah, that's it from us. Um, we're back next Saturday and Sunday from 6. Our podcast will be online uh, very, very shortly. You'll get that on redfm.ie. You can uh, get it on the uh, Go Loud app and uh, you can just search for Big Red Bench podcast in your podcast provider. You can follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench on Instagram and on Facebook as well. 
that's it from us for this bank holiday Sunday evening thanks very much for listening in to us Mags is up next three hours of the very best Irish music coming your way between now and 10pm enjoy the rest of the bank holiday folks we'll talk to you next week The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM